0: In old Baghdad, many years ago, there lived a young man by the name of Matzliach. His wealthy father was also a Talmud Chacham, who spared nothing to give his son Matsliach the best education possible. Matzliach went to yeshiva, where he learned well and grew to be a fine young bochor. Even after Matzliach married, his devoted father continued to support him and his wife so that he could continue to learn Taida and grow Beruchnius. This went on for a number of years until his father passed away, leaving Matzliach, his spice business, and his great wealth. Before his neshama left his guf, The father called Matzliach to him and made one final request. My son Matzliach, said the father, the time has come for my neshama to go away from my guf. I'm grateful to Hashem that I'm able to leave you a fine inheritance, both begashmius u in the form of wealth and spiritual bounty and tighter learning. I am certain you will use both wisely. I have but one request to make. Just as my father, Oliva Shalom, requested of me before his 120 years were up, choose for yourself one mitzvah which you will undertake to observe with extra care and extra mesiris nefesh you surely know that all mitzvahs must be kept with care and devotion. But for this special mitzvah that you will choose, you should extend yourself beyond the regular limits. Even if this means sacrificing your entire fortune, that you should do. And you will see that HaKadosh Baruch Hu will reward you and protect you and bench you with success. All of your efforts. With tears in his eyes, Matzliach promised his dear father that he would be extra careful with the mitzvah of Negelwasser, washing hands in the morning. Matzliach kept his promise. Every night before he went to sleep, he prepared a large bowl with a jug of water near his bed so that the first thing he would do after waking in the morning and saying ani*, was to wash his hands three times alternately, starting with the right hand. Thus, Matzliach would begin each new day with pure hands and pure thoughts. It happened once that Matzliach's resolve to keep the mitzvah of Negel was put to a very difficult test. Business was going very well, Baruch Hashem. The entire stock of spices that his father had left him was sold. Matzliach needed to travel to faraway lands to replenish his stock of spices. So he got together a good part of his fortune in cash and set out on a long business journey. In those days... Traveling was very difficult. There were very few regular roads. It was also quite dangerous, as bandits would live in uninhabited areas and prey on travelers. Since no one would dare travel alone, travelers would join with others, forming a caravan, and hire a guide. Matzliach joined such a caravan of businessmen and other travelers Started out on their camels and donkeys across the vast desert to the lands of the east. The trip began uneventfully, but then a fierce sandstorm began to blow, forcing the caravan to stop for several days to wait out the storm. The fierce winds blew the sand dunes everywhere and reshaped everything until the pathways disappeared from view. Our travelers lost travel time. After the winds died down, the caravan resumed its journey. After a day's travel, just as the sun was setting, the caravan came to a halt and camped for the night. The guide called them together and said, Due to the unfortunate circumstances of the delay due to the sandstorm, I am certain that our water supply that we have brought with us will not be enough. Not for us, and not for our animals. Therefore, all of you must hand over to me whatever water you have. And from now on, until we find water or reach a settlement, I will give each of us a daily ration of water in a small jug. Anyone caught withholding water will be severely punished. So the travelers handed over their water supplies, and the guide appointed two armed guards to watch over the water. The last one to hand over his water supply was Matsliach. He hesitated at first, thinking of the precious mitzvah of Negelwasser, for which he needed water. But then he thought better of it. And not wanting to risk being punished by the guide, he gave up all of his water, only asking for a daily ration the evening before instead of the next morning so that he could have his negelvasser ready immediately when he woke up. The next morning, as Matzliach used his portion for negelvasar, it became obvious that he would have very little left for drinking. He grew fainter all through the day as barely a few drops of water came to his lips. On the third day, Matzliach realized that he would be unable to continue like this. He therefore asked the caravan guide that he should receive a double portion of water each day. The leader laughed at this request, but his laughter soon turned to astonishment as he heard Matzliach's next suggestion spoken with conviction. What if I give you, said Matzliach, all of the money I have with me? Would you then give me an extra jug of water each day? Matsliach brought out his pouch of gold coins and poured out its contents. The guide asked, Are you out of your mind? So much money? For one jug of water per day? But... Matsliach was only too happy to keep the promise he had made to his dear father of blessed memory, and he replied, A deal is a deal, and a businessman does not regret a business deal. I have brought you my money. Now, if you please, give me the water. Just one moment, said the guide. I must consult with the other travelers and see if they agree to this deal as it will be some of their water that I must give you. He called together all of the travelers and spoke to them. Suppose we divide up the money between us and agree to each give up a few drops of our water so that our friend here will have his Negelwasser, and we will have the money. It wasn't very hard for them to agree. Obviously, they felt that Matzliach was somewhat deranged due to the heat And his thirst. If he wishes to part with his fortune for a few drops of water to rinse his fingertips with, well, that is his business, they thought. Meanwhile, we will have made a good deal. They were all happy to agree to reduced water rations, and the money changed hands. As thrilled as his traveling companions were, Matsliach was yet happier and considered himself fortunate indeed for having been given the opportunity to observe a mitzvah with real masiris nefesh. It's true he had just lost his entire fortune, but what is a fortune of gold coins compared to something too valuable to be measured in gold or silver? Life without mitzvahs would not be worth living. Eventually, the caravan had successfully journeyed through the desert and was starting to make its way through green fields and settlements. So Matzliach decided it was time to return home. He had no money with which to do the business he had originally set out to do, so being that it was no longer necessary for him to remain with the caravan, he took leave of his companions and wished them all well he was particularly grateful to the caravan guide and thanked him for having kept his word not to travel on Shabbos and for having helped him with the Negel Then Matzliach settled down in the shade of a nearby tree and watched the caravan as it slowly disappeared beyond the horizon. Matzliach was all alone. He had sold his camel and other possessions to his traveling companions, preferring to travel light, to go by foot, and not have the worry of food and water for an animal as well. The only possession he had was a small backpack which contained his talis, his tefillin, a siddur, and mishnaias. He wandered on, hoping to reach a Jewish settlement he ate wild berries and nuts and fruits and relied on his amuna that Hashem would protect him and get him home in peace. The longer Matzliach traveled, the deeper into the woods he got. And as the sun was setting behind the trees, he looked for a secure place to daven and settle in for the night. He found himself in a small clearing surrounded by a thicket of trees. In the middle of this clearing was a fire pit with some smoldering coals. There had obviously been people there recently who had made a campfire. He added some dry branches to the smoldering coals and got the fire going again. He was sure that this would keep wild animals away during the night. Now there was only one more thing to do before he went to sleep. He needed water for Negelwasser. So he began to look for water. Surely, he reasoned, if there's a campsite here, there should be water nearby. He soon found a small stream nearby where he refreshed himself, drank his fill, and refilled his flask for Negovasser before returning to the campsite. But he soon heard heavy footsteps and gruff, harsh voices approaching the same clearing he had almost but not yet reached. He quickly concealed himself in a bush and held his breath as he witnessed a scene unfolding before his eyes. He saw a band of armed robbers laden with goods, which they had obviously just stolen from travelers. Walking beside them were a couple of captives bound in heavy ropes. As they passed him, Matzliach could hardly believe his eyes. There was the caravan guide that he had only that morning taken leave of, now an unfortunate prisoner. From his hiding place, Matzliach watched as the bandits reached a huge rock. They pushed the rock to the side, revealing the gaping mouth of a cave. One by one, the bandits disappeared into the cave. Matzliach could hardly sleep the entire night. It was close to daybreak before he dozed for just a short while, when he was promptly awakened by a noise coming from within the cave as the bandits made their way out to begin a new day of robbing innocent travelers. They moved the rock back into place and then left. After they disappeared from view, Matzliach waited a few more minutes to be certain and then cautiously made his way out of the thicket where he had spent the night and walked towards the rock. He tried to move it, but it was too heavy. So he cut down a young tree and with its sturdy trunk, he managed to move the rock ever so slightly. The opening that he made was just wide enough for him to wriggle through, and he made it into the cave. At first it was dark, but there soon appeared a ray of light, which showed him the way deeper into the cave, until he finally entered a bright underground chamber, a virtual treasure house filled with ornate carpets and pots and chests brimming with gold and silver and precious stones. In the middle of the chamber was a large table, set with bread, water, fruit, and other foods. Matzliach hadn't eaten for some time, so he washed his hands and sat down to a meal of fresh black bread and fruit, those foods which he knew without a doubt would be kosher. Having benched after the satisfying meal, he continued to explore the cave and was amazed with each new discovery. Finally, as he entered one of the side chambers of the cave, he came face to face with the two men who had been led past him in ropes the night before. The caravan guide and another one who was not familiar to him but he understood from the man's fine appearance that he was of noble stock, possibly even a prince. The caravan guide was happy to see Matzliach and told him the story. The band of robbers had ambushed the caravan just an hour or two after Matzliach had taken leave of them. The fight that ensued was bitter. Each and every one of the outnumbered travelers fought their attackers bravely. But he, the guide, was the only one to survive. Matsliach thanked HaKadosh Baruch Hu for having spared him the same fate. He was certain that the merit of his devotion to the mitzvah of Negovaser had shielded him from harm, not only from the bandits' attack on the caravan, but also later on when they almost caught him in the clearing. Matzliach reached for a sword hanging on the wall and walked towards the captives. The caravan guide became deathly pale, thinking that Matsliach is about to take revenge for having taken his money for the small jug of water. So the caravan guide began to beg for his life. Matsliach reassured him, ''Don't worry, I have nothing against you, I mean you no harm.'' I'm only using the sword to cut you loose of your ropes. So Matzliach freed the two captives. I will forever be grateful to you for my life, said the younger captive. And if you will only come home with me, my father, the sheikh, will reward you handsomely. I don't understand, said Matzliach. So the young prince told him the story which had led to his capture. It's been a long time since this band of robbers began to terrorize the citizens of my father's country. Fear has spread through the land. Not one road is safe. My father tried several times to capture this band, but with no success. He would send a troop of his best soldiers to find and exterminate them, but each time the soldiers got trapped. Not one of the soldiers ever returned. After a number of attempts, I asked my father, the Sheikh, to give me a chance to put an end to these evil bandits. My father hesitated, but finally agreed, so I gathered the bravest and best soldiers I had, and we set out on our mission. Three days and nights passed. At the end of the third day, we came to a stream and stopped to camp. I made sure to post guards around our place as we all settled in for the night. The guards must have either fallen asleep at their posts or were taken by surprise. Either way, the bandits attacked us, and one by one, my soldiers did not survive. Only I was captured alive and brought here. As soon as we arrived, they forced me to write a letter to my father informing him of my situation and asking him for ransom money. Besides the huge sum that they demanded, the leader of the band of robbers also insisted that he be able to marry my one and only sister. If these conditions would not be met, the bandits made it very clear that my father would never see me alive again. Now, you can well imagine, my dear friend, what my release will mean, said the young prince. Matsliach thought that it would be easy now for them to run away and save their lives, but they would lose the opportunity to help the sheikh and his people be rid of these frightful bandits once and for all. So the three decided to make a plan. The prince told them that he had overheard the bandits making plans for a new adventure that would take them to a faraway destination. Because no more caravans were traveling in these parts, he said, the bandits are now venturing further out. They will not return here for four or five days. Matzliach suggested that they go to the sheikh and propose a plan which will, he said, with the help of Hashem, be successful. Imagine the great joy of father and son when they were reunited and embraced warmly. The sheikh kissed Matzliach's hands and couldn't thank him enough for his bravery in rescuing his son. He offered Matzliach half of his kingdom and his only daughter in marriage. Matzliach explained that firstly he is a Jew and can only be married to a Jew, and he is already married to a Jew. He has a wife and children at home, but nevertheless, Matsliach proposed a plan for the capture of the outlaws. Since the prince and the guide already know the location of the hideout, let them take a group of armed soldiers and get to the cave before the bandits return. Suggested Matsliach, they would hide in the trees surrounding the cave and wait until they have all entered. At that point, they would surround the entrance of the cave and order the bandits to come out one by one with no weapons. If they refuse to come out, they will block up the cave forever. Once the bandits give themselves up, said Matsliach, the prince will bring them to you, the sheikh, and everyone will celebrate him as the brave hero who brought peace and prosperity to the country. Matsliach's idea was well received by the sheikh and the prince. In appreciation, the sheikh wanted to honor Matzliach with a royal feast. Matzliach was so grateful for his good intentions, but he wished to be excused so that he may return to his family as soon as possible. The sheikh was happy to grant this wish and sent him on his way in a beautiful horse-drawn carriage laden with gifts and great wealth. Matsliach was soon reunited with his overjoyed family and began to tell over the wondrous events of his unusual adventure. The reunion was full of happy tears and deep thanks to HaKadosh Baruch Hu for the miracles that he had done for them. Matsliach's children all understood that it had all happened in the Zechus of Negovasser, which Matzliach, had kept so faithfully. Not only did HaKadosh Baruch Hu save my life, exclaimed Matzliach, but he gave us greater wealth as well. And all of this does not compare to the true reward of a mitzvah in the world to come. Can you see, my dear children, concluded Matzliach, how precious a mitzvah is.